0: You made it Gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, welcome to Bulls on Tap. I am your boy, Buzz, and I'm joined by my dude, Goose, a.k.a. Scripted, and we are here to talk some Bulls basketball, man. It's been a minute before we do that. Be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap, at sportsnet, following Goose at Bullscripted, me at Buzz on Tap, anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us, five-star rating and review, because that's cool and tough. Goose. It's been a minute since we've been on, man. It's been uh, you know, crazy baseball season for me, uh covering a bunch of shit. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, Just just yeah. Cubs Cub season really doesn't matter. So you're right.
0: Yeah, well, that's just, Not, not, not know. so
1: crazy for me right now.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean you're on a seven game win streak, but I I give two shits about that. Couldn't give two shits. But uh I would like to thank Ju If you're not um Familiar with Jujilla, that is a local Chicago rapper. If you have the chance, go to YouTube on the side here. Just fucking pull it up for after the episode. Jujilla, J-U space Jilla, J-I-L-L-A. He made the beat. He's going to have some lyrics thrown down for that, too, for our new intro, so we can stop getting copyrighted, So, which is you know fantastic shit there, man. But hey, again, we haven't been here for about two, three weeks now, and uh, we missed a huge topic of conversation, but before we get into it, how have you been, man? I mean,
1: I'm hanging in there, uh, you know, living life. World's kind of burning around everywhere still. But, you know, we're doing good. We're hanging in there. How about yourself? How's the family?
0: Family's doing good. We had Ruby's first birthday on August 23rd. We had her party, her first birthday party last Saturday, um, which was awesome. You know, rented a little jumpy house and shit. All the kids, nieces, and nephews came by, uh, you know, pretty laid back awesome. Uh, ice cream truck was actually driving down the street and I put my, um, cardio to the test. I ran two blocks to get it. I died, I think twice, but I got, I got the damn thing here. And we made that happen. It was good shit, but I've been pretty much on cloud nine from, you know, the white Sox stuff. And, uh, for the first time in my life, dude, at the same time, simultaneously, I am excited about two Jerry Reinsdorf teams at the same fucking time, which is just pretty much amazing because the bulls, did a lot of cool shit, man. Like they they are making moves. They are doing things that are you know gathering respect for not just fans, but some. I won't say all, but some within national media. So I I'm pretty happy about all that.
1: Some is definitely the key word there. Uh receiving just as much hate, if not more, uh, than praise. But that's all right. Because you look at this roster and you can see the the promise and at least the objective and we got really fucking athletic we got young and athletic buzz we we finally fucking did it wait 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 we finally wait. fucking did it
0: you know what's funny i'm glad you brought that up because uh Paxson was on uh stacy king's give me the hot sauce podcast and i listened to a couple like little tidbits out of that on my way to work um before i just had enough of Paxson. And, you know, it was basically saying like he, they had run their course and they were a little not out. I don't think he said the words out of touch. Maybe I'm throwing that out there. Uh, if you're a wrestling fan, throwing some shade, like a Vince McMahon type guy, you're out of touch. You don't really know what the fuck you're doing anymore. And it, it's just so funny because when Pac said we wanted to get younger and athletic, we remember that season being the three alphas, if you will. Um, when our came here, he Basically, it could come out. He wanted a bunch of guys that could bring the ball up the floor, You know, diverse within their positions, can do more than one thing. And my God, that's what we've gotten. Um, and we're going to get into all that in the episode. But the first thing we need to start off with, because we did not talk about it, was the lowry Marketing deal. Um, lowry Marketing goes to Cleveland. Um, no one wants to go to Cleveland. I don't care what anybody fucking says. No one wants to go to Cleveland. Shout out Joe noah I've never heard anybody say they were going on vacation to fucking Cleveland. I, I know I don't want to go. Cleveland, but Lowry shipped to Cleveland. He gets uh, some money that's desirable to him. He signs a four-year deal over there in that sign and trade. So he's on his way uh, to the Cavs to play with those guys. Um, were you happy with the return? Um, were, were you happy with the return uh, for Lowry marketing? You know, DJJ most, most came definitely. over and then the first pick, a first round pick and a second round pick.
1: Most definitely. The first that we got is going to be a lottery protected first from Portland, which should convey this year. Uh, The Bulls will have their own pick this year as well since they weren't allowed to trade it. So we have two first-round picks this year. That's pretty fucking dope. Um, Hopefully the child is good. Um, (laughs) (laughs) You know, So we got multiple positive assets for a guy that didn't want to be here that we didn't want to pay that was asking for too much money. So I don't know how you can't call that deal a win. You got a one-year deal for uh derrick jones jr who's a freak athlete probably the first time zach Levine will have a teammate on his team that might be able to jump higher than him and it's it, I, I was amazed by the deal in, in some ways just because i didn't think lowry had that kind of value with having to pay him that contract on top of it so well done uh i'm sorry Lowry. you ended up in cleveland Uh, For a little while there, it looked like he was going to get to go play with Dame, but Cleveland stepped in with an extra second-round pick, and AK said, give me that shit. Um, And that second is from Cleveland, so it could be in the fucking early 30s. That's as good as a late first some years, so uh, masterful, masterclass in the Lowry deal.
0: Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm very happy with it. Our dude, Alex, through in the chat, how many Bulls dunk contest participants next season? We're going to fill up the whole thing, Alex. We're going to fill up the whole goddamn thing. Everybody, everybody's going to be in it. Um, You know, I, uh, I was really stoked with the trade and not for the reasons of, man, I, we dogged him a little bit last year, but I always felt like at least me, and I know you did too, We always kept that same energy about, you know, I think Lowry could be good. I think he could develop into something. And I just don't know if his mindset was just completely fucking wrecked. And you get a lot of Bulls fans online that just say he's trash. I don't believe the guy is trash. I just think he's a seven-foot shooting guard that it doesn't work out for him. It didn't work out for him here. I think there's a place for him if he's used correctly. Not saying he wasn't used correctly last year, but as you know, if you're not on the court consistently, you're not going to get into a good rhythm and he's battled injuries throughout his career one. And then he had the COVID thing last year that we brought up in episodes before. So I won't beat a dead horse about that, but um, you know, it is what it is with Lowry. I, I do, I don't wish him success though, because like he plays for Cleveland and the big Joe in here looking forward to bull season. I am too, my man. I am too. I, I can't wait. Um, But you know, I don't want the guy to be bad or get hurt or anything. I just, I don't want him to fucking ball out because then we get to hear, you know, mm-hmm you train, you know, fucking trade somebody from the bulls. They're an all-star the next year, you know? And I just put that tweet out about Chandler Hutchison. He goes and signs with the Suns. I'm like, Suns are going to fuck around and turn him into the new campaign. <laughs> you know, he's going to come out. I'm kidding, but it could happen. It could happen. You hey, know? No,
1: I mean, Hutch is another guy that has skills. I mean, he's 25 years old and he doesn't have much touch around the rim or at the free throw line, but he does have the athleticism and the uh, basketball skills to play in this league. So, Happy to see him, in a sense, you know, find a spot and not in China um, because there was a lot of Shanghai Shark shit going around with him. And probably could have happened. Uh, the Suns might have saved his ass there.
0: Yeah, I mean, you know, you take a flyer like that on a two-way contract, I mean, it's, you know, it is what it is. He, You know, he's, what, is he 26, 27 years old or something like that? Yeah, I, think um, was,
1: I think he's still 25.
0: Is he still 25? Okay. out today. Yeah, so, um, I mean, it, it, it makes sense for him. You know, he's going to a contending team. He might be able to give him something defensively, you know. He, I mean, he can cut pretty decent, move without the ball. We've seen him do that a few times here. Um
1: and if not, you, you you have a model for your your apparel uh, because his hairline is impeccable. So
0: yeah, he, he has the nicest hairline I've ever fucking seen. He, he
1: does. His hairline's almost too nice to where it looks weird.
0: I, I mean, I know people can't see this. Mine's. I think mine might be going back. I don't. I don't know what's happening. I got a couple. Oh, my!
1: It's going back. That's why we have the hat on.
0: <laughs> but. <laughs> You know, but I, I don't know, man. It, it, going back to the whole fucking you know the Cavs Lowry thing. Um, Larry Nance was a guy that was involved in that, and he went over to Portland. A lot of people wanted him to come here. Alex Root again when he was talking about the dunk participants. You know, yeah, it would have been, would have been insane. But I'm uh, I I I feel fine about not getting Larry Nance. I was I'm not a, I'm not a huge Lance or Lance Larry Nance Mark by any means necessary. I think he's an okay player, but I don't really think he had a spot here.
1: I mean, Larry Nance, seeing that we missed on Millsap, I could see where the fit for Nance here or the need for Nance uh, as a backup power forward, more traditional kind of four, might have been needed. But I'm really excited about Johnson and & Johnson and DJJ and TBJ um, and Green. Like, we went from zero wing depth to having a point guard who can actually play defense, um, Pat moving to the four and having a plethora of guys to just swap in and out with however you want to do this uh, with just elite athleticism and versatility on the defensive end. You can play whatever position you can defend in this league, and we just got a whole bunch of guys that can defend a whole bunch of fucking positions. So Billy has a big toolbox now. And I know there's a lot of people worried about the amount of shooting we have on the bench, but... Zach Levine, Vooch, and DeMar are going to need their touches. And when Kobe is healthy, hopefully he's ready to go uh, for the home opener kind of thing. But uh, once he's back, he's going to get a lot of touches. Caruso's a good shooter. Uh, Troy Brown isn't, like, the worst shooter ever. He's not great, but he's not, like— You
0: could always improve on that, though. You know, I, I truly believe that he can improve on that. I think that, you 22, know, I hope so, shit. Yeah, I mean, he's still young, man. I mean, that's the thing is he's still young and I still think he can improve on that. And you did a perfect segue from the Lowry shit into the bench shining stuff. You know, uh, Labor Day was a busy day for the Bulls. Okay, you know, they bring in Eliza Johnson. I got it right. I got it right. They bring in Stanley Johnson. So you're Johnson and Johnson. And then you bring in – you brought in another guy. Was it Matt Thompson, right? Is that it? Or Matt Thomas. Matt I'm Tom- sorry, Matt Thomas. Matt too, Thomas, yeah, he played for the Jazz uh, and he played for the Raptors. Camp deal, rather. Yeah, yeah. It was. Is it just a training camp or was it a two- Just a training camp deal for right okay. now. He hasn't yeah.
1: signed the two-way, so we still have that two-way slot open. I don't know if anyone else from our summer league or if they're sniping some other team summer league participants uh, for a camp deal. But uh, Matt Thomas, uh, we 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 added two former – Raptors to the roster on Labor Day, which is a good deal because Matt Thomas, I believe, shoots forty-one percent from three.
0: Yep, I got it right here. Yeah, yeah, he, uh, he he's a shooter, which is a good thing. He was a he was actually uh, between his time in Toronto and Utah, uh, his best season. He averaged four point nine points, one point five boards, while shooting forty-seven point five percent from downtown. He's twenty-seven years old. Uh, you know, uh, end of the bench type of guy. Um, he did have, he posted a career high 17 points in just nine minutes on April 28th against the Jazz uh, this this past season here. So, I mean, the guy can the guy can shoot the ball pretty well. Um, again, I'm not really sure with how much depth there is, how much you'd actually see him, um, you know, and, and the same is going to go for a couple other bench guys we're going to talk about here. Um, a, a guy that I do want to bring up before we get into the, signing that a lot of Bulls fans were really stoked on. I want to get to Stanley Johnson first. Now, if you remember last season, Stanley Johnson lit us the fuck up. He went 35, 10, and 6. Uh that was a miserable game to watch against Toronto.
1: Yes, I I remember it vividly because I forgot Stanley Johnson played professional basketball still. And <laughs> he was just torching us.
0: So I went back and I watched you know some highlights of just his game, and I—I uh, I didn't waste my time looking at offensive highlights. I—I I, I went right to the defensive side. Um, you know, he had a really good game in Toronto against Luka Doncic. Uh, he had a good game when he was guarding uh, Kawhi Leonard of the
1: against Luka Doncic. What was that? I said everyone has a good game against Luka Doncic. He just happens to have better games than you than have they do. Right,
0: right. Uh, he had a good game against uh, fucking Kawhi Leonard from the Clippers. You know, I mean, he—he he has defensive uh, IQ. I think he's good getting into the passing lanes. He's long and lanky enough where he could bother somebody on the wing. And what I was really impressed in, as I was watching some clips from his time in Detroit, when he was heading, he got into put into his uh, position where he was guarding David West in the paint, obviously at the, toward the end of David West's career at the time, but David West is a bulldog. He's a big body. And you know, he was doing, he was doing well. And, and there's countless other you know scenarios that I could bring up that I watched him in. And that he was doing, but I, again, end of the bench kind of guy. I don't know what kind of minutes he's going to get. He didn't get a lot of minutes in Toronto uh, at the end of his tenure over there. But again, it's just a a guy that has some decent handles on him. is, you know, above average defensively and a good wing depth who can even kind of slide and play that four. So, I mean, I'm curious on your thoughts on him too, man, because I was, I actually kind of like that signing. You know, I think that it's a good end of the bench move. In tight game situations, when we have timeouts to play with and we're having, you know, substitutions left and right, he's a guy who could come in and help you defensively, I I would think.
1: I mean, as much as I'm joking about uh, not remembering uh, if he was still in the NBA or not until he torched us, I was really excited about the signing. Um, uh, Even from a practice aspect, he's not Ryan Archie Diacono. He's somebody who can at least physically challenge Patrick Williams in practice and help push him. Um, and elevate his game every year just by playing against guys like the Stanol, and um, I'm not. I'm just going to call him AJ. We're going to go AJ, <clears throat> the other Johnson, uh, because I I thought it was Elize or Elise, and you're telling me it's something else, and uh, my, my brain is just not comprehending it all quite yet. So I'll wait for Stacy to clarify uh, exactly what it is for me Elijah. once we get games rolling. Uh, uh, Elize, yes. Okay, well, I'm, I'm still not going to remember that. So we're going to we're gonna let Stacy drill it into my head for a little bit before we uh, move on from AJ. But back to the point at hand, uh, just adding these big bodies that are going to be, you know, there for Pat in practice and there if Pat goes down um, and on the back end of this bench, just to be these Swiss Army knives defensively, I think we're going to have the offensive power. Uh, you know, we want the ball in Zach's hand, in Damar's hands, in Vooch's hands. And we are going to have lineups where you're staggering these guys. And having the defensive power to just work any lineup is extremely exciting to me. And I don't know why. I mean, I know most fans are very thrilled, like we are, about the signings. But there are a lot out there, too, that seem kind of skeptical about, like, okay, well, now you got all these guys that can play defense. Well, two weeks ago, you were we were all complaining, well, we're not going to be able to play any defense. And now we got too many guys on the back end of our bench that can only play defense. Like, I don't, I don't see how that's an issue. Uh, I feel like we solved uh, just about every problem we had going into this off season. If we, even if we didn't get the names that uh, we would have wanted, like Paul Millsap.
0: Right. Right. And I, I agree with that. I mean, again, we brought in a lot of guys that are, you know, Swiss army knives, I I would say, you know, could guard multiple positions. Um, You've got guys that can bring the ball up the floor as well. You know, with Eliza Johnson, what I really liked out of watching just clips of him, because I'm not going to lie to you, I didn't watch a lot of Brooklyn Nets basketball this year. Um, As I've said on this show a million times, I was really dialed in on Pelicans basketball, Hornets basketball, Sacramento Kings basketball on the the NBA TV, um, or not NBA TV, NBA League Pass, I apologize. But I I was really dialed into that, but I went back and watched, watched some highlights of this guy. Not the most athletic cat in the world, but he is a guy that has a knack for getting the ball above average rebounder being at six, seven for a power forward, Uh, you know, kind of a stocky build. Um, He's got like a jump step kind of, you know, like little hook floater thing that he plants his feet and he does a little floater in the paint that seems to be effective for him. Um, you know, I, he moves well without the ball, which I will say, like, you know, going, you know, crashing into the paint to try to get a, you know, whether he's setting a pick, coming off a pick and roll or whatever, he, he can get to the paint pretty easily from what I saw. Now he doesn't, it's hard because it's small sample sizes when it comes to him. He has not played a ton of fucking games. So I'm not going to like talk about him like he's over the moon, like I'm, oh my God, this guy's going to be transcendent for the bench or anything. But I think he's going to be pretty good when you, if he's used that, properly. What do you mean? that
1: L- Lamar Butler is not going to be transcended Lamar
0: Butler. Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah. Everybody said he looks like Jimmy I Butler just, 2.0. He's just, just squint a little bit
1: and, and then Jimmy's back.
0: Yeah. Jimmy, Jimmy's back he, and he's wearing Taj's old number two, number 22. So he might be one better than the former he's number so 21 of <laughs> no. out of everybody. I, that I has am, been, am,
1: no, yeah. I'm not expecting any, anything crazy. I'm I'm just happy that the versatility and the motor is there. Um, um, you know, I think DeMar is going to play a lot of four. I think Pat's going to play a lot of four. I don't think our power forward need was as great as it was made out to be, uh, as much as I would have liked to land Millsap like everybody else. But of course, you know, ring chasing, like, uh, all the other vets that are on their last few legs here.
0: I can't blame them. You want a ring, you want to ring, you know, and that's what a lot of people had been saying the whole time is, you know, hating on Millsap. Oh, he's just chasing a ring. Well, motherfucker, I... That's, that's yeah. the goal when you enter the league, man. That's the goal when you enter the league is to, is to get paid and get a ring. You know, he he's gotten paid. He wants he to go get a ring.
1: He wants the ring.
0: Right. I, I can't hate on the guy. Um, You know, I'll throw, like, some shots out there. Like, Chicago's way better than fucking Brooklyn or New York or whatever. Like, you know, because it is. New York sucks. It's trash in the streets and shit. Fuck New York. But out of everybody that was signed for the bench – who is your favorite bench acquisition so far? Just if you've gotten to break some shit down and look at stuff. Oh, this is going outside outside of Alex Caruso and like you know TBJ who's oh, been here because I know you're a big TBJ guy. So you, you, you just you
1: just took the Caruso away from me. I, was I, gonna,
0: I did because I was actually going to eat
1: some shit on that one, man. Like well, I've, I, I, I've thrown a lot of jabs at Caruso. I've called him the uh, the uh, glorified Archie Diacono. And oh, uh, God. Oh, God. I don't know. Yeah, no. Yeah. I've, I've, I've been pretty rough on, on Caruso. Some of those memes got a little too, uh, too hype heavy for me for a little while. Um, I'm the anti-hype most times. So I got to rub the wrong way with uh, skinny Elmer Fudd. And uh, I just want to say that uh, I think skinny Elmer is going to be that dude. I think he's going <laughs> to your face. I'm trying to hold it together. Um, I know, I think Caruso is probably the best bench addition. Kind of came uh shocked me, you know. Um my heart was with a uh, Derrick Rose homecoming and it just didn't happen. He went back to the to the shits. Um but you know, maybe maybe in the future we can we can bring Derrick home where he belongs, but for now uh skinny Elmer is going to hold it down and I think he's going to put Kobe back in that kind of natural position where he belongs. <clears throat> Focusing on scoring instead of facilitating and Billy's good with three guard lineups. So I think we might even see Caruso Lonzo, and Kobe all on the floor at the same time in certain stints. And that's
0: so. when Kobe comes back from the injury, our boy Corey in the comments here, how many championships does Archie have? Cause Caruso has more. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. He's yeah, he's coming in. And that was not because of LeBron, by the way, that was all because of Caruso, all of it. And I won't be fucking told otherwise. Hey, but
1: Archie does have some national championships and he, he is a Villanova hero. So
0: that's very true. His numbers retired over there, isn't it? He is. It yeah. Is. His numbers retired over there. Uh, we'll, a- we'll answer another question here. Um, we'll try to get to all of them at the end of the show. Once we get through our little list here, I never make lists, but we haven't been on in a while. So I just went down a little list here of topics we should hit on, but uh, will Dotson have a role on this team? I don't think so. I think that he is in uh, end of the bench guy. When he's not with the Windy City Bulls, um, yeah, he's, I and he's last word, decimated by injury.
1: He's playing for G League MVP.
0: Yeah, he. Yeah, <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't see him uh, getting a ton of pull here. Um, and it's it's kind of the same with uh Marco Simonovic. Um, I don't know if he's gonna get a ton of run either in this his rookie season. Um, especially with like the signings that we kind of made and the push that it seems to be that these guys are trying to win, not saying that Simonovic isn't that dude or cannot be that dude. I just don't see it right off the bat the same way. I don't see it with AO just right off the bat. I think that it's going to be special situations where these guys hit the floor. It's going to be frustrating for fans of the, those guys personally that like have investments in those guys that have followed them. I think that it's kind of like, Get ready for the Tibbs treatment, almost. If if you remember when we had rookies with Tibbs and they didn't fucking play, because it's it, they're not going to be in every game. It's going to be special situations. And,
1: with and they're guys. second round rookies. You you got to right. keep in mind a lot of these guys don't ever even like stick in the league past their initial contract. So uh, it, it's a good thing if they're not playing for the team this year. We'll we'll, we'll leave it at that.
0: Let him soak everything up. That's kind of where I've been with the whole thing personally. Let him soak everything up. If they're not
1: playing, it means that we don't have injuries, which is what we want to see.
0: Right. So uh, Mm -hmm. another one I want to get into, because we had a good question up here from uh, Tom. It's a good segue, so I'll use this question. He's: Do you think that Zach will average 30 this year? No, I don't. I think that Zach will be anywhere from 23 to 25 points per game again. Um, And just for the simple fact of the matter that he's got guys – on this team that are going to get their touches and it's just going to happen that way that uh, scoring typically dips when that happens. And I guarantee you knowing not personally, but knowing of what I know of Zach Levine, he ain't going to give a fuck about that as long as they're winning. That's, that's the biggest thing with Zach. So I don't think that he will uh, average 30 this year. I'm pretty sure you're probably in the same boat as me goose.
1: Yeah, no, no, I don't think 30 happening. I think we probably see a dip. We might even see 22 points per game. Um, and as long as it's as efficient as it was last year, and it should be easier for Zach this year because he actually does have help. Uh, uh, I'm going to keep expectations low on the points per game, but I, uh, it's a good thing that expectations are low because he just, he won't have to do it every night anymore.
0: Right. And while we're talking about Zach, our boy Chris over uh, from Barroom Network, I uh, love this guy. He does a Bulls 101 One podcast. Uh it's re- really good podcast. I mean, I uh, you should check that out if you get a chance. But he asked how many MVP votes does Zach Levine get this year. I'll hang up and listen, I'll hang what? up and listen.
1: One from Nick Friedel.
0: Oh, I fucking hate him, dude. He's got me blocked on Twitter, and like I didn't even do any. And this was from years ago. Like, I think before I even became like Buzz or whatever on tw- I've been always been Buzz, but like on Twitter, like it was just nothing. Are you anymore. still Buzzweed? Yeah, I think it was buzzweed at the time, probably. It's ironic um, that
1: I'm the stoner of
0: the two, and and you were buzzweed. That's that's because I couldn't do it, man. They took my they took my hair and my pee pee. I couldn't do it, bro. It's just it is what it is. And now I just now I just get with the alcohol. I get my little buzz going on. You see what I did? There's a play on words, and and that's just kind of how I do my thing. But no, I, I Zach's gonna get all the MVP votes this year, and I'm gonna tell you why. It's because I'm going to fucking take everybody's vote, and I'm going to you know forge them. I'm going to steal it, and I'm going to rig it. And and that's why he will win the MVP this year. Because I'm, I'm going to personally do it. I don't care if he shoots 10%. He's still getting the MVP because I've come up with a plan to steal all the MVPs that are printed. Um, outside of Zach Levine, outside of Zach Levine, um, who do you think the most impactful player will be for the Bulls this year? Um, you know, obviously there's, there's a ton of guys here that we can go through. You have, you, you have a guy like, I mean, maybe not scoring wise, but you have a guy like Lonzo Ball who could be very impactful in helping the offense run, get into his spots, being efficient. You have a guy like Nikola Vucevic, great passer, great shooter. Um, you know, good back to the basket game as well. You have DeMar DeRozan who was absolutely fantastic last year in San Antonio and that's proven. You should check out MV Paw is his name on Twitter. He writes for OnTap Sportsnet. I'm not just trying to give a selfish plug here, but that guy might be one of the if not the best Bulls writer on the internet. With the way that he puts graphs together, stats together, you really need to check him out, but he um you know, he brought up about how DeRozan was such a good playmaker. He knows how to get guys into their spots. He knows how to get in his spots to be efficient. So I'm curious to hear who you think – because I think Zach's going to ball out. I think he's just improving. He's improved every year since he's been in the league. He's coming off at a gold medal with Team USA. I think that he still is – this is his team in my mind. Uh, But who do you think is his Robin or who do you think is right there with him as Batman 2.0? I
1: think it's definitely Zach's team, like you said, and your your points on Lonzo just being – probably the best two-way edition that they added outside of maybe getting a major leap from Pat, uh, which probably won't happen this year with all the kind of high-end additions that you got. (laughs) Buzzweed. Buzzweed. Um, Just because I'm actually going to, once again, uh, I'm going to go back on my initial take here. And I think Tamar Rosen is going to be the most impactful edition. I'm really excited after listening to his, his interviews just his mentality on the signing and why he came here and obviously $28 million or however much fucking money we paid him more than most other teams would have on top of the trade. I think the mentality that's bringing that he's bringing the chip that he's bringing from San Antonio, as well as that, that pedigree, uh, that winning pedigree, he's hungry. You know, he, he watched the Raptors, the team that he got traded from win a championship. Like, that has to eat at that man every day. And he's a dog. So um, I'm really excited for that mentality that he brings and the skill set, because we needed um, an initiator. And we're not sure. I mean, we're hoping Lonzo can tap into those initiator skills that, um, you know, he was once highly touted for um, more so than just being a connector and a great transition passer and uh, now uh, an above average shooter. But I think DeMar is is kind of going to be that that playmaker for us that is going to be your drive-and-kick initiator that can get to the free-throw line and creates for his teammates. So uh, I think he's going to be the most impactful.
0: Okay, that, that's totally fair. So I, I would tend to agree, but I'm going to go Vooch. Okay. I think this is the most talented roster Vooch has played with, and here's so many things that a – God, it's so odd to say, because what did we call him last year, a poor man's like Jokic almost.
1: Yeah, Jokic's uh, second cousin.
0: Right. You know, like the above average passing, the getting into his spots, the knowing when to shoot the ball, knowing when to get into the post to open up a shooter around him. There's so many things that Vucevic does so well that I think complement this roster as well. You know, like, I mean, he can be a guy on some possessions at least when Zach was playing with him last year and they were able to build up some sort of rapport together, you know, cause with the COVID thing with Zach last year, that Vooch and Zach played well together, and Vooch could take the ball out of Zach's hands sometimes so it wasn't the Zach show on the offensive end. And even what Vooch did with Kobe White, because a lot of people, myself included, thought that Kobe's White, Kobe White's playmaking improved when Vooch got here last year. Like, he knew where to kind of be on the court. Him and They played a good game together, good pick and pop.
1: When you have somebody that you can trust to throw the ball to down there like Vooch, like, you just... Just just throw it up high enough. And, you know, he's going to get it, and nine times out of ten, he's going to bank it in. Um, so, no, Vooch makes everybody's job easier. Uh, the fact that he is a 40% three-point shooter from the center spot, like, effortlessly, like, he walks in the gym, and it just looks pure and clean and easy for him. Um, yeah, I, I, it's hard to argue with that either because – we got a nice glimpse of what he could do with Zach. And now you add these other pieces and he could be the most important piece on this team.
0: Yeah. I just thought that he, besides Zach, I thought that Vooch is going to have a really good year again. I just think that he's complimented well from DeRozan. I feel like he's complimented well from Zach Lonzo. And then I feel like he can also help those guys get going too. maybe if he doesn't have it. So it's just, that's why I kind of picked him, Um, you know, and, I'm really looking for a big year out of them. So now this kind of goes into the last topic I had on our list. And that's kind of a tough one to bring up, not to bring up, but to talk about is like, where do we stack in the East? When you look at it, you're hearing about all the Ben Simmons trade rumors happening right now. And I think that a lot of people put Philly in what they called the second tier of the Eastern conference. A lot of people said the first tier was Brooklyn and Milwaukee. And then you had your second tier, of like you know your 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 Philadelphias even Atlanta was put up there I mean hey man they made an Eastern they were they went to the Eastern Conference finals didn't they I mean so uh, you know I mean they were there they were there and I mean that's true they took two games from Milwaukee they were there um where would you yes Milwaukee let's let's calm down <laughs> where <laughs> <laughs> where, we... <laughs> where where would you stack the bulls right now if you could Like, where do you think they end up? And I'm going to pull up last season's Eastern Conference standings just to try to line it all up. Um, Because right now, if I had to guess, I say five to six is where I think the Bulls will land.
1: I'm thinking six to eight, so I'm just going to say seven. And I know we have a friend somewhere that's real excited about that number. Oh, my
0: God. Is Fred still on seven? I'm sure Fred's
1: still on seven. Dude, Fred's not ever getting off of seven.
0: Every time um, he he does that seven shit, I take that clip from Monica from Friends where she just keeps going, seven, seven. Like, I don't know if you've seen that. It might be before your time.
1: Uh, no, but, I actually, as it, funny as it is, I I started re-watching Friends last night because it's on HBO Max. And, so uh, do we. So
0: do we. See, it, I knew that twin telepathy always goes on between. I mean, you're better looking twin. We're for what are they for? Was it fraternal? Fraternal Yeah. We're fraternal. I'm getting a little buzzed. So yeah, we're fraternal, but you're the better looking one, but the the mindset's always right there.
1: You know, um, so I'm going to go seven just because I I don't want to get too carried away. I don't want to put the expectations too high. I think five or six are not out of the realm of possibility. Uh, I think we could definitely fuck around and end up there. We have the talent. Uh, It's just how fast are we going to click? And can we stay healthy? We have our first full off season. Uh, we don't know how COVID's going to progress or what the hell we're going to have play out this season with this situation still going on. Hopefully for the most part, uh, the teams don't have to worry about it. Um, but if we have a normal season and we have good health, five, six is definitely possible with the talent that we have on this roster.
0: Yeah, it's hard for me to like put my finger on it because I don't know what they're going to do with Ben Simmons or what the return will be for him. I've I, we've heard Golden State, we've heard uh, Sacramento, we heard uh, Cleveland is now uh, trying to get into the mix. Um, you know, we've, we've, we've heard like a few different teams. Sacramento,
1: and I, I hope they wouldn't trade Fox.
0: Um, yeah, see, that's what I was wondering too, man. Cause I, I haven't fucked around with the trade machine to look and to see how that would actually work or not. Um, but I think that De'Aaron Fox with Joel Embiid and Harris over <laughs> there, I think that'd be pretty fucking. Dope. Oh no,
1: if they got De'Aaron, I'd probably be a Philly, Philly fan.
0: Like, Whoa! I, Whoa. I'm not, I'm not Long saying down.
1: like, not no, like no, no. jumping ship here, man. I'm just saying like, a, I, I'd root for Philly in some games. Uh, Fox is my dude. Um, I'm a Fox fan. Uh, I would rather have Fox than Lonzo. That, that, that's that's thousand percent.
0: It's fucking blasphemy. No, but Blast. you're 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 right. But it's blasphemy because I've been calling for Lonzo for like since we started this podcast two years ago. Because this is now season three. So <laughs> this is like, fuck you, man. No, I no, I get it. I get it. I get it.
1: So no, I mean the Philly situation. You're you are trading an all star. I have to think whatever they get back is gonna be with their timeline in mind. You don't know how long Joel Embiid's going to play basketball, you know. He could have two or three more good years, and then his body could just say, that's it. And maybe they, they get to the mountaintop in that time, and he says, I'm good. You know, I accomplished what I wanted to. I proved that I was, you know, one of the best, uh, most dominant centers ever to play this game, and and he walks away healthy. Um, So there, I feel like they're on uh, an escalated timeline. So I feel whatever they trade Ben for is going to have that in
0: yeah, so, I mean, that, that at the top of the Eastern Conference, that's my question mark right now between the Milwaukee, Philly, Brooklyn. I think that Brooklyn will be up there. They stay healthy. They're going to be fucking, you know, you're going to have your rest with them, no doubt about it, your load, management, whatever. You're going to have that. But if if they're healthy, and obviously they had a big midseason trade last year. It wasn't even midseason, before midseason with James Harden and everything. These guys are going to click. They're going to they're going to ball out. They're going to win games in the regular season, no doubt yeah, about they,
1: it. they traded for fat suit James Harden, he just never really – yeah. Got Never. back to being being healthy there. So uh full right. off season. We'll we'll get running on the mountain, James, harden off season pictures here shortly. It look like he was stranded in the desert for, you know, a month and things will be good. I, Brooklyn's scary because they can pull the whole LeBron in the East thing. They don't have to play they their appeal draws in enough back end bench star talent like Blake Griffin and all these guys that you're pulling in for minimum contracts because they want rings those guys can carry you through the regular season and get you a playoff spot so
0: you're not wrong that, that's and then the thing.
1: you don't need you don't need the home court you don't fucking care where you're playing you, you got those guys on your team so uh, that bit them in the ass a little bit last year because they just they weren't healthy. Well, they got all that resting in and they just didn't, you know, they weren't ready, but a healthy Brooklyn team is damn near unbeatable. So um, I'm not disappointed with the where the Bulls are on their timeline, kind of towards the bottom of the East, maybe a sneaky contender, because that, that puts us where we should be. We're not going to beat Kevin Durant, uh, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving if they're healthy with all that fucking bench power that they have. That's that's not realistic. Right. Um, So we're at where we want to be our tourists and mark gave us a roster that's going to be competitive and we get to build towards the future at the same time and i am so fucking excited
0: so another team a lot of people don't talk about is miami heat i don't know why they are flying under the radar as much as they are they they made some good acquisitions over there i mean notably kyle lowry playing with jimmy butler kyle lowry still an effective guard his game was never built off athleticism it's Basically fundamental basketball. He's got a high basketball IQ. He knows how to find his teammates on the court. He's a good shooter, get in the lane too and make and make some shit happen. Um, I look at them and I think I think we're better than them. I really do. I think that we could be better than them. Um, and then I look, you know, at your New York Knicks. I think that's a fluke. I don't think they do it again. I could be completely wrong because it is a Tibbs led team and I really should be shouldn't. in the play-in,
1: maybe an A C, but well, see that's, that what be that's what I want to avoid.
0: That's what I want to avoid is what you said before about like maybe you know, set you went seven. I don't want this fucking play in thing. I, I don't I don't want it. I, I, I want six or five because I don't want to see a Milwaukee or a fucking Brooklyn in the first round of the playoffs. I want to make this last as long as we can.
1: Yeah, I mean ew, we saw with Atlanta falling in that four five area. You know, getting the Knicks, they they had a chance to uh, advance, and then you catch another injury or two. That's the key. That's you the catch key. another injury or two. Injuries are part of the game, and you you find yourself fucking around on the cusp of being in the finals. So, um, but we have the roster that is put in position to compete for something like that, and you know, uh, we'll we'll hear fluke and uh, all that, but. I'm fine with being a fluke as long as we fucking get there. So I, I do have to agree with you. I don't know. I wouldn't put us above the heat just because I think the continuity of the majority of their roster on top of adding uh, a champion and Kyle there, I, I would give them the edge above us, but long-term, I'm not scared of the heat. They're, they're in a similar boat that we are and their timeline is just a lot shorter.
0: Yeah, I could definitely agree with that. Now I will drag in some questions here. We had uh Corey from YouTube. He threw up there where do you think the team will rank an offensive and defensive rating? Now I think the Bulls offensively could probably be top 10. I think that best case scenario defensively with the starting lineup and how it is. Everybody talks shit about Gucci. He's a capable defender. He's actually plus if you look at the numbers. Shout out to Paw for throwing that out there. Again, that's uh, Chip Jones over at on Um I'm a little worried about that because, I mean, everybody always has, like, I don't want to say false hope, but that belief that Zach's going to make all these jumps and everything like that. Zach, listen, Zach's a great fucking player. He's an all star. And there's a reason he's an all star. He's going to be an all star again. I, I believe it. But let's see what he could do on the defensive end before I start making assertions here that he's going to do it.
1: Having to be like a 40% usage player every fucking night that, that he gets the energy. You know, we saw it. I, again, the I think Olympics. he could do it. Well, we saw it in the Olympics. You know, with less offensive responsibility, Zach was able to focus more on the defensive end. So the
0: Olympics we, is also a way different game than the NBA is. This is true. I mean, and, and that's the you're thing. was a
1: lot more mini kind of hand checking and kind of physical stuff. Right. Um, that, that, that you're not going to get away with. The and it's the same like with the FIBA World Camping. A, a bad man defender. So right. uh, Zach's issue is going to be how good can him, DeMar, and Vooch kind of make up for each other's flaws on that defensive end?
0: I'd say like eight, maybe eighth in offensive rating, maybe nine, and like anywhere from 17 to 20 defensive rate. I would hope 17. <laughs> I'd, I'd hope that. I hope that they kind of run I middle of the pack We were surprising
1: top 15 in defense last year, even with the shit roster. Yeah, we were. Uh, so – I would not be surprised to see us do that again. We added a lot of defensive versatility that we did not have.
0: Our dude Patrick Um, from YouTube threw out that we were 12th last year in defensive
1: rating. No, yeah. So if we were ranked 12th last year, I'm really confident. We might – you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to get bold. We're going to be top 10 in both. We're going to be a top 10 offensive and defensive team. It might be the back end. It might be 9 and 10 in both categories. But I think that this is a roster that's been put together – with the potential to do that because you're not going to have Zach Vooch and DeMar on the floor at the same time all the time. We do have a Tony Bradley. We do have a defensive minded center that, you know, might be uh, swapped out fairly quickly. Um, we, we have so many fun pieces to play. It's like, And that's why I'm, I'm just so excited to get to camp and start seeing some of these videos coming out from camp um, and then get to fucking preseason. It's going to come so quick. And it's uh, once people see it kind of play out and how much Billy is going to have to work with, we're not going to be pigeonholed into just being a bad defensive team. We have the pieces to, to, to mix things up here. And I think Lonzo's impact on the defensive end is really being underrated. Uh, we had sataransky and Kobe white as our point of attack defenders for the last two seasons. That is not going to be the case anymore. And uh Lonzo has potential to be like cusp all defensive type defender on that end, uh, for his position. So uh, I'm, I'm just so excited.
0: Yeah. I, I'm excited too, man. Now the meshing <laughs> process, the meshing process with all these new faces, as you know, there are only two people left from the Garpax era. That's fucking nuts, dude. That's a quick turnaround roster. You and I both know it. I, I don't know if I've ever seen a roster overhauled that much within two years or really, is it two years, like a year and a half?
1: No, yeah. they.
0: Yeah, it's like a year and yeah, a half because it was after the pandemic they got fired. Seasons. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I got, yeah, it's been about a year and a half now. Complete overhaul of the roster, the meshing process. Do you think that plays a role in the beginning of the season where we have significant growing pains? Because I'm could be it, make your break, dude. Like, you know what I'm I saying? I don't think I'm, it's going to be teams. significant,
1: though. I don't think it'll be significant. I think with the traditional, like, full off season that they're going to have, I think the guys are going to come in early. I think they're all hungry. out. They they all have that chip. You know, Vooch has never really won. Damar has never really won. Zach has never really won. They're tired of hearing that shit. And that was a lot of the motivation and part of Zach's pitch to these guys to get them to come in was, dude, you know, they doubt me. I, no, nobody expected me to get to where I am now off of this ACL after I got sh- traded to Chicago. Look at what I'm doing. If I have you here and we have Vooch here already, you know Vooch. You played with Vooch before. Uh, we can do things. And I, I think that's part of uh, what's underrated is Zach and Lonzo wanted to play together. DeMar- yeah, and that,
0: and that had a lot to do with the UCLA connection, too, which I I didn't really know because they're years apart. You know, so, I really didn't know So Yeah. ruin. Yeah, so I mean, it, it was it was really cool to hear actually Lonzo talk about like how he would see Zach, you know, UCLA. Well, shit. The same thing with Demar and Vooch. I'm pretty sure, right? USC, USC. Yeah. So I mean, it, it's definitely it, it's definitely a team I think that is going to be pretty good. I I, I still am a little shocked by the national media perception of them. Um, you know, a lot of people threw that Stephen A. Smith clip at me. I don't. That dude is a fucking mark for lebron and the knicks i don't i don't care about his nba prowess or his his opinions on that whatever it is what it is type deal with me i think that they're going to be a good team and like i said i i would say five to six for them this year if they click immediately i think that there's not going to be a lot of meshing problems the reason i brought it up is because it was brought up to me about these new teammates getting together trying to figure each other out but this this isn't a ton i mean the young guys are on the bench a lot of the young guys are on the bench you have guys here. I mean, think about it. We'll start in the top. We'll start with Lonzo Ball. He's played with LeBron James. I mean, he he played with Zion Williamson, and Brandon Ingram. Like he's played with very talented players and he accepted his role when he was with the Pelicans. Maybe not something that he enjoyed as much and he didn't feel appreciated, which he kind of you know put out there in his uh in his interview when we brought him on, you know. Uh, but then we'll go to Zach Levine. Zach Levine has not won four games in a row since he was in UCLA, but he's played with good vets, such as Thad Young. You know, he, he's played with them. He, uh, you know, he he's done some good things. Like, you know, he's had some good people around him. And I think the, the biggest thing about Zach is that he wants to fucking win. And I think that that's apparent when you listen to him talk. You go to a guy like DeMar DeRozan. You brought this up earlier in the podcast. This guy is, you know, his ass is on fire, dude. He got traded for Kawhi Leonard and his former fucking team where he thought he was going to be. Forever ignored phone calls from Messi, you know, the GM over there because he was so hurt, and then they go and win a championship. Yeah, again, like you pointed out, that's got to light a fire under him. Then you have a guy like Nikola Vucevic who's no stranger to the playoffs. He's played with some decent talent. Not great talent, but decent talent. He's been there. He's a vet who wants you, to win. You
1: see the picture he shared in-
0: Fournier today? Fournier. Yeah. yeah, getting fucking stuffed by Kobe White. Oh, I loved every second of it. I, I, Vooch got a personality on him. I dig it. And then you got some dogs in there, too. You know, your, your TBJs. I think Pat is going to really, really benefit of having some of these guys that have been in the league, especially two younger guys, too, that he can relate to more so, like Zach Levine and Lonzo Ball, but then you have the vets that have been around. The, I think you know, Tamar is perfect for Pat. I, I think so, too. I you, think that Vooch was perfect uh, for Pat, too. You want Pat to
1: be two-way tomorrow with a jump shot right uh, three-point jump shot yeah. because tomorrow's got a jump shot it's just not from distance um and ironically tomorrow's contract expires right before pat needs to be paid so that lines up perfect
0: um there's a there's a method to this front office madness yeah. and, and, and that's something that i really fucking dig and with the three first round draft picks that were have been traded since they have come aboard because when they came aboard everybody was thinking okay this is what's going to happen here. Zach's either going to go, or they're going to try to bring in pieces around him to win. Maybe have some good picks. They're going to pick. No, they said fuck that, and they and they were able to recoup a, a first round pick after acquiring Demar Derozan and Nikola Vucevic. That's big time. They know what they're doing. There's method to their madness, and I'm excited to see what well is, of course, is painted on the court.
1: They came in and said that they were going to compete. They're gonna make the Bulls cool again and they were gonna do it as quick as possible. Though this was a retool, not a rebuild. I mean, they rebuilt the shit out of the roster, but it was just a retool. They they identified Zach, and Zach made that really easy for them to identify who they should build around on this team, but they didn't blink. You know, they brought in Vooch. Um, and I think that deal looks better today than it did um even after not making the playoffs or the play-in. Because you, you traded Franz Wagner, um, a future first, and Wendell Carter Jr. for uh, an all-star? Like, I don't uh, – and the, the, it's just uh, – it, it, this the way everything has played out since they've got here is, is mind-blowing. Like you said, there's two fucking guys from the Garapax era left.
0: That's it. And I think those were the two most talented guys on the team. Yeah, you know, and they're still here and they're still here. And I think that those guys have hunger and I think they have good games. And I think they brought in people, Acme brought in people that are complimentary to not just them, I'm not saying they built anything around Kobe white, but the guys that are on this team now, when Kobe white enters this game off the bench are going to benefit him and put him in a position to succeed. What rather than press how he had to do before. And that's what I'm looking forward to personally. Um, you know, I, I re upped the tickets man. So we went up actually. We did 20. Um that's what we're going to be doing this year. We got a 20 game Bulls plan. I'll be uh th- god I think it was 326 cuz that's that corner right by that bar. Love the bar over there. <laughs> I love the bar. <laughs> you, you, you know me. I got to keep on brand, right? On Tap Sports Net always cracking beers, always that's having you, a good it's
1: time. There's some mojitos there,
0: isn't it? Yeah, there are some mojitos over there, man. Or I can get a uh I can get a fucking Jack and Coke, so I'm I'm I'm, I'm all good. Okay. And you know, you know me, I'm a whiskey fan, so I, I'm excited, man. I think this is gonna be great. I'm really hoping and something you touched on before with the COVID and everything like that. this Delta thing that's going on. If anybody knows me, I don't pay attention to any sort of news. I have no idea whatever is going on, but um, I am so worried because I, I just want so badly for us to be able to um, hit up the open practice like we did last year. Cause that's still on the docket for us. I was actually invited uh, along with you, I didn't get to tell you this, so I get to tell you live on this podcast. We were invited to the Advocate Center for a practice. I know you've gotten to Grace. Uh, uh, you know you've you've been there before. I have not, and I'm I'm really excited to be able to go do that. So uh, there's so many things this year that have me hyped up, and I'm trying to keep a a, a normal mindset here and not try to go too full fucking blown homer. Because I always called myself a realist when it came to the Bulls, like I'm I'm a realist when it comes to them until I pick them to go to the playoffs and then they don't do it. So I guess I am a Homer Fuck, Just kind of did that to myself there. Yeah. I'm a Homer God, I hate the bears though. I love them so much. I hate them, but you know, it's, um, and there's, there's so many cool things that I think are going to transpire at the United center this year for this team. And I, I'm just fucking stoked on it. And, like I said, the 20-game package is something I'm really looking forward to. You know, being out there is a big thing for all of us here at On Tap is like, you know, if you, you can't find one of us that don't have season tickets to something, you know, like you got Johnny and Tony for the Sox and the Hawks, you got me for the Bears and the Bulls, and I hit at least 15 fucking 20 Sox games a year myself. But the Bulls made it very difficult for me to say no and not to up the package with the acquisitions they made. So making the Bulls cool again, Goose. Mark Eversley and our Taurus did that. And uh, one thing I do want to say about Mark Eversley uh, real quick, that guy gets no credit. You don't see his name anywhere. It's all Arturis. And I, I'm sure is obviously, he's the one making the final calls. He's a very involved executive vice president of basketball operations, Mark, no doubt. He got a lot of credit for the DeMar. He, it, it, wait, wait. That was like a day after, two days after, because that was when they said he fucking flew to California. That shows that you give a fuck, and that finally put his name out there, man. It wasn't at first. You can go back to early articles. No, that was
1: know. that was the first real, like, centerpiece that was dedicated to Mark. Otherwise, yeah. it's it's been all AK.
0: Yeah, so, I mean, Mark and, and AK seem to be a great team. And they seem like they have the finger of the pulse. They, they both agree with what they're doing. They know basketball, they know how to make good moves. And it's just, it's going to be something that I think is going to be special for us, whether it's a championship or not. That is so fucking so tired of a thing. Now we get to go on our rants. We, we went through our lists. We talked our shit. Now we get to go on our rants a little bit. Like dude, I don't think the bulls could beat the Lakers in a seven game series. If they were to meet in the finals. I don't think I'm the Bulls not, could beat the Brooklyn is it bad Nets. that I'm not that scared of the Lakers? You don't have to be. I'm not saying I'm scared of them either. I'm saying I don't think they beat them in a seven games if they were to reach the finals. I don't think they beat Milwaukee in a
1: series. No, I don't think the Bulls make it out of the East to have to worry about the Lakers, but I don't think the Lakers are the team that ends up making it out of the West. I, I
0: was just like throwing the hypothetical out if you were to reach the finals. No, I got you. I yeah. don't think that they could beat Brooklyn or Milwaukee, but I'll tell you something right now, and I, I believe this. I think we could beat Atlanta. I think we could beat if New York somehow gets there. I think we beat New York. I think we could beat Miami. I I, I do. I think that this team, currently constructed, can do some good shit. And I'm all for it. And if I'm wrong, fuck it. I'm wrong. You know, but I I, I think that they have a diverse set of guys that, again, they're a bench full of Swiss Army knives and offense where there's no shortage of fucking scoring. You have three guys that can score whenever they want. It's no accident that your center was a fucking 22 and 11 guy. It's no accident. The guy that you just brought in from San Antonio knew his role over there, scored over 20 fucking five points a game and was able to involve his teammates that can't shoot from three over there. He's kicking it out to Murray. We both like Murray, but we both know he can't shoot the three. Like, you know, there's it's no accident that Zach Levine was built around as the star, and you bring in a point guard and Lonzo, who's improved and again, broken fucking record, beaten a a dead horse. I've said it a million times, but Lonzo Ball, who revitalized his game, changed his shot, and his percentages skyrocketed.
1: They but fucking if Lonzo keeps improving as a shooter. His fit with Zach might be unmatched.
0: What do you think? Top six backcourt?
1: I mean, Zach's projected as a top five shooting guard. Yeah. Um, so I don't see why not.
0: And, and that's where I talk my shit. It's not a failure. It's not if you don't fucking win a championship this year. It's not a failure. You're building towards something. You have picks as well. You have young guys here. Lonzo's not old. Zach's not old. Patrick Williams is fucking is he 20 yet? I think he just turned 20. Yeah, he He's just, just, turns, just like, turned like, 20. Into it, and then you have that's three-fifths of your starting lineup, dude. And they're all in their like Zach's in his late 20s. 26, 27. And that's that's the fresh
1: 26, I'm pretty sure, too.
0: So no, I, mean, is, I think he is 27. So I mean, again, like you there's dude. room for longevity here, and, and, and that's where you gel, where other teams change. Listen, you
1: came into the season, you armed yourself good enough to make a surprise run to an Eastern Conference Finals or a second round uh, with a couple, you know, games to, to steal out of that second round series. You've put yourself in position to be legitimately competitive while having the pieces that are going to grow towards the future. Zach, Zoe, and Pat—the that foundation is fantastic. And then if you steal a perimeter defender, a wing out of Troy Brown, um, Alize, or um, you know Derek Jones, or even if the Stanimal decides to you know be a staple, that would be you know you're just adding to this young core. I think it's eleven people, including Dotson, that are currently signed or under twenty-five years old. Three of the players that are not under twenty-five years old current all-stars are current All Stars or Demar Derozan. So I don't, I don't, I don't get some of the national media's uh, approach to looking at what the Bulls did as a negative. Why do you rushed. think they do that? I mean, because we I- haven't been good. Because our current reputation isn't great, I, I feel like some people forget that we do have a new front office, that we do have a whole entire different roster now. Uh, the, the the stench of tanking is gone. There's there's none of that left. Pat doesn't know a tanking season. Um, Kobe knows a tanking season and some Jim Boylan. But uh, other than that, you, know, you, you just have Zach, who was never really – on board with any of that. He just had to deal with the shit. So I, I mean, all that's gone. So the, I think the stigma in the national media will disappear rather quick as the season gets started. Um, and, and if it doesn't, well, Chicago's a city underdogs. I don't, I don't think these guys are going to have a problem, uh, taking on that stigma and riding with it and using it to their advantage because most of them are underdogs. Um, and I'm ready to, to uh, surprise some fucking people this year.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm at, too. I I, I just – I don't know, man. I don't know if it's like me in my head or it's just kind of like what we grew up with, but national media perception to me is always just so fucking negative. And, I mean, whether whatever Chicago team you are, I mean, you know, the Cubs, everybody's like, oh, the Cubs get love, too. And, and this is the only good thing I'll ever say about them. They got love when they were the lovable fucking losers. It's not a great fucking mon- – you know, it's not a great – thing to have surrounding you i haven't won for 108 years they finally did it oh my god those guys are so awesome right like it's just you know to me dude it's it's always just shit like it's always just shit surrounding surrounding chicago sports i'm not really sure why again i could be reading way too much into it but hey
1: new york's a bigger market and they're kind of like the sports capital so in I, it just kind of makes sense that it trickles down from the the rivalry there, and we get the shit end of the stick. Um, you know, the Knicks, the Knicks made it to the playoffs uh, with uh, Chicago scraps, and were praised like they were kings. So it's it's just the way that it is, and I'm I'm just excited to to see the I want to see the Knicks in the first round. That, that's what I want. I want the Knicks in the first round. I don't care how it happens. I don't even care if it's in the play in. If we have to be seven in their eight and we have to kick their ass out of the fucking playoffs in a play-in setting, I'm for it. I, I want it. I want the Knicks. I want the Knicks first. I want to send Tibbs home. I want Derek to request a trade in the offseason. I, I, I need it to happen.
0: you muted, boss. You're muted. I am muted. I'm sorry. That would be great. I just don't want the fucking play-in. And I, I no, play-in. obviously. I, 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 I don't want- had another beer. We started getting hot and heavy here, and we went over an hour. I don't give a fuck. We're, we're talking, we're having fun. Um, I don't want to play in, but again, I've stated that before. But I mean, there's so many factors that go into this season that I'm interested in, so many storylines, so many different things. Like, I, I really, the one thing I do pers- like, personally want is Zach to be an all star again. Um, this year, I think he will be. I just, uh, it's just with The, the pulls are you-
1: five, six. Somebody on our team's got to be an all star, right.
0: Well, yeah, I'm just, I'm just saying, dude, like when you get this talent around you, I the empty numbers thing is always something that grinds my ass, you know, like, oh, well, you know, you scoring this on a shitty team. Like, dude, look at the fucking splits. That's all I got to say. Look at look at it across the board. Well, look at
1: the pictures on Twitter of the rosters that he was playing with. Look at those pictures now. It's kind of funny.
0: Yeah, it's fucking trash. Fucking Antonio Blakeney and Felicio and... You watch your fucking mouth. Wayne Selden Jr. You watch your mouth about the GOAT, Cristiano Felicio, okay? He was so fucking good, no team could secure his services, and he had to go to, like, Germany or something. I don't know where he went.
1: He's in Germany. <laughs> oh,
0: God. Poor... He. I'll tell you what, you want to talk about a guy that came in and fucking secured a bag and dipped? Cristiano Felicio. Uh, my God. Like, did I think I'm not gonna lie to you. Did I think he looked decent when he was playing with like Wade and Rondo and those guys? Yeah. He looked all right. He looked all right. I'm not gonna lie to you and say he didn't, but Holy shit. Your job is to identify talent. That's your job. Like, you know, Gar Pax. That's your job is to identify talent. You thought that motherfucker was worth $32 million when he wasn't worth half eaten box of Oreos. I I don't get it.
1: I still can't touch this topic because Felicio had everybody besides like a select few people convinced that he was like the second coming of Clint Capella. So I'm, you're, you're, you're
0: you're always throwing darts. You're always you're always throwing those darts. That's why no one likes us. That's why what we. Do don't... I'm not throwing. It was it was everybody. We I, know who you're talking about.
1: I I wasn't throwing any to throw a specific individual under the bus. We would have to throw everybody else under the bus, and then it's not just throwing the... It was everybody. There is articles. There was the one national media topic that was great. The Bulls found a diamond in the rough, and Cristiano Felicio. they're doing something right. Look at this fucking guy go. They got him for how much? $8 million a year? What a fucking steal. That is a steal. This guy surely should have got 10 or $12 million somewhere else.
0: That's why we don't get asked on other people's podcasts <laughs> the darts.
1: You can go on other shows. I'm fine. Just be. Being...
0: I, I don't want to. <laughs> well, there's a couple actually, but I, I love what you just did. It just makes me laugh. It makes me happy. And when I'm drinking the beers, it makes me even happier. But yeah, I don't really have much else for this episode, man. I feel like we touched on a lot. We have preseason basketball quickly approaching, man. It's already September 7th. Preseason basketball is coming up very shortly. I'm excited uh, uh, to see what the Bulls can do. I'm excited for preseason two to see, you know, some Simotovic and some A.O. to Sumu, uh, you know, TBJ getting some run. I'm excited to see these guys go and make some shit see happen. see if
1: Marco stacks up.
0: I, I'm kind of curious to see how uh, Derek Jones Jr. Staff stacks up. You know why? Because when he was in Miami, he played pretty well. And, and then when he went to Portland, I feel like he was uh, overused a tad bit, and I feel like it hurt him. Putting him in a role that he could thrive in I think is what is going to happen here in Chicago, and I'm excited for him. So there's a million different things that I'm excited for,
1: really. I'm excited for TBJ. I mean, we've kind of danced around the topic of him quite a bit today. Um, I think he takes a step forward. He had quite a few big shots. Contract year, too. Contract year.
0: Oh, don't forget that. Contract year. And with Kobe White being out in the beginning of the season, I think he gets a lot of run. So – it's it's io. What did I say? Ao Alex. I'm sorry. Fuck you, Alex. I love your face, jack off. But um, <laughs> hey, I got the one. Gotta right? Get our
1: enunciations down before we get on.
0: That's one. That's one thing, dude, that always pisses me off. And am really like, oh, you can't even pronounce their fucking names. Like, I'm sorry, dude. I've been drinking. Till, Do you like, hear
1: national month. broadcasters? They can't pronounce their fucking
0: names. <laughs> yeah, no shits. Jesus H, man, leave me alone. And that's all I got for this episode, man. You got anything out uh, else before we ride out here?
1: No, no. I think we covered a little bit too much.
0: <laughs> I had a great time doing it. I, I did. I had a great time doing it. So, everybody, be sure you're going on tapsportsnet.com for all your Chicago sports literature and podcasting needs. Following us on Twitter at Bulls on Tap at On Tap Following Goose at Bulls scripted. Follow me at Buzz on Tap. Anywhere you can listen to podcasts, you can listen to us five star rating and review because that's cool and tough. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. We'd like to kind of build that. I'm going to start trying to make some YouTube videos this year to post over there. On that. I say that now because I've been drinking. I doubt it happens, but I'm going to really, really give it a good fucking, you know, try. I'm going to give it a shot. Um, (laughs) We'll be back when we're back. I'm not sure when that's going to be. Maybe we're just probably start doing once a week leading up into the season, doing some Eastern Conference breakdown on teams uh, and how the Bulls might stack up against them. All that fun shit. But again, do everything I said before. Let's go Bulls.